This is Brian Q. Miller, and you're listening to Across the Airwaves. Meanwhile, at the DC Nation, we are tonight's entertainment. Here on the world, freezes in the None of the Robins ever complained. You're going to melt just like a green sandwich. And show you just how powerful I really am. Always hold on to the ball. It's like no evil should escape my sight. But those who worship evils might be where my power green lantern lies. But let the universe howl in despair for I have returned. We have no more use for this one. Kill him. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Across the Airwaves DC Nation podcast. The only place so far on the internet to find podcast reviews on Green Lantern, the animated series, Young Justice, and all of the other imaginative content DC Comics provides for its fans, including comic books, Brian Q. Miller's Smallville Season 11, and movies. I'm, of course, Dan Schmidt, your superheroic host. And with me is the most famous member of our Across the Airways Corps, our very own Michael J. Petty. And Michael, do you want to share with everybody what we're doing on this fantastic, super-powered episode of the DC Nation podcast? Absolutely, Dan. Following some Man of Steel, DC Nation, and Smallville Season 11 news, we'll be covering the first part of the next Smallville Season 11 episode, Haunted, written Ooh. by Brian Q. Miller. After that, we'll be doing a commentary on the next DC Universe animated film, Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman. Of things get a little kinky for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, no, no kidding. But more on that in a minute. Well, not necessarily a minute, but pretty close. Guess. <laughs> Probably not. Probably 15, 20 minutes. But yeah. but if you want to skip to that part, there is an option for that in the ACC. Yes. Thank goodness for the free non-Smallville fans. Yeah. But you should be a Smallville fan. Anyway, Dan, I'm, I'm monologuing, so yes, you, you want to get us back on track with our first piece of news and all that? Well, yeah, the news. I mean, I, that's the cause job. Oh, right. You know? We've got. I, I, I don't even know what's going on. I'm. I've right. been so busy this week. I mean, normally the job goes to another co-host of mine, that guy Nico. Well, but you know. Well, that's that's only on across airwaves on DC Nation. It is normally my job. Right. So we have news with Michael. Is that safe to say that? I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm stealing from Nico if I say that. More like. More like. Uh, Nico's not here, so I'll do the news. D- section. D- <laughs> What if it's something like DC Mailbag or something like that? But that sounds more like mail. That's the problem. Yeah. DC DC Newsfeed. DC, DC Center. Center. I don't know. Well, do they have a letter section, DC Comics? Do they do that, or is that more of a Marvel thing? They used to do that, and then they stopped after uh, the New 52, so I was kind of ticked about that because I was going to write stuff in for Action Comics. Didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know if those would be friendly letters, at least for the first Ten issues. <laughs> well, more like the first uh, fifteen, because it's gotten yeah. that again. But <laughs> good morning, Metropolis. I'm your host, Lois Lane. 
And I'm your co-host, Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, okay. So first piece of news this week, the Man of Steel trailer came out. Yes, which, sir. Which was awesome. Mind-blowing, folks. Like, honestly, I cannot wait for June 14th. I really can't. I cannot wait six, seven months. The flying is unbelievable. Oh, when he takes off and stuff. We got that on Smallville. I know. I, I wish so much. And that's I, I'm gonna re-edit the finale after Man of Steel comes out. Go <laughs> well, That's what it is. I mean, as cool as the finale for Smallville was, which it was. I think our imagination had more built up for it. And unfortunately, that wasn't realistic for either the budget or what the story was supposed to be. That was just our imaginations getting disappointed. And I feel like this film is that. Yeah. Like, it's it's the reward for being a Smallville fan for 10 years. I agree. You know, this is like finale. Victor Superman. Step number two. Yeah. Which isn't bad for nostalgia factor or for special effects, but story-wise, it's not a great movie. So I, I look at Smallville as something that's hyping this movie. Okay. Does that work? It works, but then how do you explain season 11? That's my only concern. Well, I don't think it takes away from Brian at all. I, I really don't. Okay. You but, think it maybe adds on? Yeah. Okay. And in terms of like on the screen, I mean, Man of Steel looks pretty awesome. I agree with you. Because I absolutely agree with you there. And so, like, story-wise, Smallville Steel 11 is just fine. I'm saying visual special effects-wise. Yeah. It's it's a built up for that. It's a build up for that. It looks like a modern day science fiction film more than a comic book film, don't you agree? Yeah, you know, it's kinda of got that like a uh, super eight yeah. kind of vibe to it. It has that JJ Abrams um blue effect thing. Even even more like a fridge kind of thing too. Yeah. Now I have a theory, real quick. Yeah. About maybe General Zod. I don't think he um I don't think he necessarily was ever put in the Phantom Zone for this movie. I think the reason we see the ships is because he comes in the ship. Interesting. I think maybe he was either exiled from his planet or maybe he was on a reconnaissance, reconnaissance mission or something like that when when Krypton was blown up. And the reason he comes to Earth is because he's looking for any last remnants of Krypton. Well, and I also feel like it's going to be kind of a thing like uh... – you know, Brainiac was in Superman, the animated series of the first episode. Uh-huh. Where he first came across as a friend to Clark, or Superman explaining who he is. I feel oh, like yeah. Zod's going to have that kind of role. Okay. And then eventually it's going to unravel. So, yeah. Okay. That he's, you know, a bad guy, obviously. Kind of like that other uh, Superman animated series episode with uh, Jaxer. Right, yeah. And that girl. Yeah, because Feora's in it, too. And then maybe some other big villain, but I don't know about that one. So it, 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 it's going to be also kind of like a situation that we got at Smallville Season 9. Now, and Wu and I talked about this briefly, and we're going to obviously talk about it on the next Longbow Hunters too. And I'm sure you and Nico will discuss it on the next ATA. But w- what do you think of the Pa Kent thing? As in what, him being, thinking he's not ready to reveal no. himself to the world, or... No, not as in that, because that I understand. That is a Pa Kent thing to say, maybe. Yeah. But I'm I'm more concerned with him condoning Clark maybe not saving the kids in the bus. I, I think it's at first, I think, with him. And, and Jonathan on Smallville had this issue. Was he wants to protect his son. He wants to keep him safe. But he would rather 
not sacrifice innocence for that normally. Right. In most cases, which is why this is so unsettling to me. I th- I think what it is is I think the idea they're going for is Jonathan's almost going to learn with Clark. I okay. think he realizes as Clark grows up the necessity for him to become who he is. Okay. And I think when if we do see the scene where mm-hmm. he dies, I think when he will die, he will feel differently about it. Okay. Yeah. I just I just think it's a father scared for what's going to happen to his son. Okay. You know, and eventually he grows to accept that he he needs to grow up. So I think he does it out of love than lack of believing in his son. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. So I think he's more scared of not what Clark will do to other people, but what people will do to Clark. Or how the world will react to him. Yeah. As we see kind of with that poster where he's being arrested by the army. Yeah. Huh. All right. I can see that. Yeah. And the other thing is Superman's the idea is to teach people to be, you know, better than they think they can be. You know, he's there to make them better. And so maybe that's what happens to Jonathan Kent. Maybe that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Is at first he's almost, it's kind of self selfish, you know. He wants his son for himself. He wants his son to be safe. You know, he wanted to have a child and Martha obviously couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he, it's hard for him to give that up. But then I think in the end, Clark teaches him that he needs to give it up. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's Superman. That's what he would do. You know, he makes everybody around him better and different people, and maybe that's as good of a man Jonathan Kent is. Maybe because Clark's in his life, it makes him better. Yeah, because, I mean, even Smallville, we saw in uh, Kent how he was when Clark wasn't his son. Right. That's true. I'll give you that one. So that's what I think they're going for. Okay. But I think we're going to get to see some good fights in this movie, maybe? Yeah, I think so, too. Some real throwdowns. I mean... I still feel like we haven't seen enough yet, fight-wise, to know if we're going to get something that surpasses Superman Returns. I'm Uh, assuming we are. Obviously surpass Superman Returns, to be honest. I mean, and you see him getting, you see Superman himself getting thrown into buildings. You see him fighting Zod briefly. I mean, I think it'll have a lot of action, but I, th- I think it's going to be more story-based because of how they want to introduce Superman to a new generation of fans. I think there's going to be a lot more conflict in the movie. Yeah. I think we got that right away. Yeah. There's not going to be, oh, I'm going to be Creepy Stalker, Shaw, which is Brandon <laughs> Routh's character. He played on Chuck, who was really freaky, and like fly over Lois Lane's window could spy on her life. Yeah, no kidding. Like, There's more going on here than just that. Now, Wu and Andy both think that I should be uh, Jimmy Olsen in this movie. Okay. H- how do you feel about this? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you should be Superboy. Well, I, I mean, that that's kind of a given. But for but for this film, it doesn't sound like Superboy is going to even be involved at all. You just don't. You seem smarter than to get yourself into trouble. Well, not Henry James Olsen. James oh. Bartholomew Olsen. Okay. I mean, he became a reporter near the end of um, the post-crisis universe. But, but but I don't want you to die. We'll be out of a co-host on the show. I know, but he doesn't die. Jimmy Olsen can't die. He's a signal watch. 
I'd have Superman on speed dial if I were Jimmy Olsen. Oh, see, I already thought we were talking about the Smallville version. Oh, yeah, not Henry James. James Bartholomew. James Bartholomew. It's okay. All right. So you're up for that. I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So next, next piece of news real quick. DC Nation has finally got a return date. January 5th brings us the return of DC Nation on Cartoon Network with um, the Green Lantern, the animated series episode, Steam Lantern, and the Young Justice Invasion episode, Before the Dawn, which obviously you and I have both seen because we bought them on iTunes while they were available, but were never actually released on TV, so they took them off of iTunes, and we waited to cover them because we didn't want to spoil you fans who never got to see them. Yes. So we'll be covering those when they come back the week of January I guess it'd be seventh is that week. So yeah, but I I don't know. Can we talk about Stephanie Brown on that podcast, Michael? I think we may have to talk. Or about are they going to yank us from the air? <laughs> well, they might. Cartoon Network might be gone. Time Warner, you're going down. Or, or Time Warner could be knocking at our doors, taking us away. Yeah, I don't know. And straight jackets, Watchmen style. Just be like, I know, right, Q Miller. Exactly. He was alone. He works for you. <laughs> they take him away, too. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Brian. Oh, no. No, no. Smallville. Brian has a signal watch. He can't get taken away. That's true. Yeah. Brian is the signal watch. Yes. Tom Allen just busts through. Yeah. It'd be awesome. It would be. But, yeah. So, January 5th, return of DC Nation to Cartoon Network. New shorts. New everything, new episodes. So new there old. is there is a new short on CartoonNetwork.com for Teen Titans. Okay, cool. If anyone's interested in checking that out for the Teen Titans Go series, yes. Which I don't think. No, Teen no, Ti- no, no, no. It's it's uh, a new Teen Titans short. Oh, a new Teen Titans. Yeah, like okay. they have on on DC Nation. Gotcha. Yep. I don't, I don't think Beware the Batman and Teen Titans Go are going to be airing till the spring. No, like, I don't think so either. My, my theory and thought process is on this. If they don't cancel Green Lantern and Young Justice, which we pray to God that they don't. Right. I think once those shows go on their next hiatus, they'll have Beware the Batman and Teen Titans go in between the hiatuses. Yes. So they'll ju- so that nothing is really ever on hiatus, you're always entertained with something new. Right. I think that's what their goal is. I hope that's what they do. I agree. But I, I don't know. I'm just worried... Green Lantern will be canceled without getting a second season, and Young Justice will be canceled without answers. So, right, which would worry me. All right, yeah. Final piece of news: Brian Q. Miller did an interview with IGN today, Ooh. and he released some Smallville season eleven news about what's coming up in Smallville season eleven. And this isn't really spoiler. I mean, it is and it isn't. But when Haunted goes to print, the first chapter or the first. Uh, print issue of haunted which is chapters one through three of haunted which is chapters 26 through 29 yep. of smallville that week normally there's not smallville correct correct from now on there will be every friday new smallville whoa well this is you're gonna woe even more because that that the extra week of every month it will be a different story that doesn't follow the current tale and we'll be expanding the Smallville universe. Whoa. So Effigy, that episode that we've been talking about, episode four, will be that one break at the end of every month. So you'll get one chapter of Effigy 
every month. And Effigy actually will start John Jones and Batman. Whoa. As they're going to be at the site of the Super Collider that Wayne Industries, Holt Industries, and Cord Industries have been building together. Cool. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So, so is Clark not even going to be a major character in that story arc? No, the the these stories that happen at the end of the month, yeah, when the normal uh, print is released, these are purely expanded universe stories. Cool. So beans. they're what what the other characters are doing while Clark is dealing with whatever he's dealing in the main title. That's genius. It is genius. I agree. However, and apparently Brian and DC had a big. Uh, Big debate about this. Uh-oh. These digital stories will only be digital. Ooh. They will not they will not be released in print, which I'm kind of upset about. However, in the collected editions of each episode, they're apparently going to have them in it. So okay. they're gonna, So like in the trades. Yeah, in the trades they'll they'll okay. be print. That makes but sense. They won't have their own print issues. So they'll be strictly digital until then, which I understand, but it still makes me mad because even if the series does get canceled one day, which I hope it doesn't, but one day when I want to say I have the complete series, I won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trades. But, I mean, I, I get why they're doing it, but I really think they could fit that extra fourth chapter in at the end of each print, but whatever. Well, I like it that they are um, doing these things because it means that they're thinking about the book and thinking about how it's well, yeah. marketed. That means it's successful. Yeah, it's been doing so well. DC decided to do it. So, yeah, that's what he said. So, and not a lot of books get that kind of treatment. So no, that's they... a very, very good sign that this book's going to last a while. Well, and it's been doing very well in both digital and print. Yeah. Oh, so, and some people buy both, like us. So, it's awesome. Yes, sir. So that's all my uh, DC Nation related news this week, Dan. Um, what what are we doing next? But we're going to talk about the Smallville issue that begins Haunted. That's issue number 25, am I correct? Yep, digital chapter 25, yep. And guys, we're just going to go with numbers for each comics instead of doing each chapter. Just so you can keep track of it easier. I feel like going by arc chapters was not working in terms of helping you guys keep track of what we're talking about. You mean, like, title of the episode? Well, like, we would start over, like, I get our ACC feed, I would call it, get the chapter marker, I would call it uh, Detective Chapter 1, Detective Chapter 2, and if I went by that, I would, when I started with Haunted, go would say Haunted Chapter 1. Now I'm just going to say issue, I'm just going to buy issue numbers, digital issue numbers, I mean, just because I think it's easier to keep track of. Well, what if you did this? What if in the ACC feed you did the digital numbers, and when we actually talk about it, we say Haunted Chapter 1? Okay. Because that That's helps both, both sets. Okay. You know? Okay. That's so should I, should I start with the summary? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Michael. Take it away. Haunted Part 1. Lex Luthor dives far into his own mind, trying to force Tess into revealing her secrets. Just as he's about to make a breakthrough, he's forced to confront a former experiment named Simon, who's after his blood. If only Lex could remember him. Will Superman be able to stop Simon, or will he need the help of a very fast friend? Ooh. 
Well, this was taking us back down memory lane oh, with this issue. <laughs> uh, with us seeing the flashback to when Tess was left behind by everyone's favorite bad guy until he got thrown out a window, uh, Lionel Luther. You mean Malcolm Merlin? No. No. <laughs> I mean Lionel Luther. You mean, you mean uh, uh, Norman Osborn? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's that's too Malcolm Merlin kind of is, but we'll get into that. ATA Longbow Hunters podcast, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Longbow Hunters. Or the original Across the Airways, Airways Rundown section. Yes. But uh, I like that. I like them going back to the hallway full filled up with doors from the, the episode where I... Lex killed. No, was that the right one? Yeah, Fraction, season seven. Is it is it Fractured? Because Fract- I was thinking, okay. I guarantee it. I'll look it up right now, but I guarantee. But wasn't it. there one where Clark went in his brain, his mind? Yeah, that's that too. episode. But that's not the same one where he killed Lionel. No, he killed Lionel in Descent. Yeah, Descent. But Fracture is, um, yeah, Fracture is the one Fracture. where they go to his mind. It's the one where he gets shot in the head in Detroit when they find Kara. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Fracture. Yep. The but, Senate, where he kills Lionel, though. Yeah. Well, it, it was they got into Lex's head in Descent as well. But I liked seeing that, that hallway of drawers back. Got some of that stuff and how Clark's memory is secluded in um, there. You know, uh, Smallville, such a big part of Smallville was hiding secrets and keeping secrets. And that was a big deal with Lex's story arc. God, I'm glad to see that we're back there even though he doesn't really remember that guy that he was uh, before season 11 began. Yep. So that was cool. That was very cool. I loved all, I loved when she locks herself in many tests in the room and yeah. she being tests and she sees all of Clark's, you know, superhero deeds. It's awesome. And obviously because we both know that Tess was not present when Clark saved Lex on the bridge. And since that scene is there, does that mean Lex's memories are still trapped in there? I would assume so. So he could potentially start remembering things and get them back. So they're not really erased. They're just suppressed. But do you think he will remember a lot of these things? I don't think he'll remember Clark's identity. And I think if he does, it'll be briefly. I think he might remember other things, though. And okay. starts why him and Clark were friends, and why this, and why that. I I just I just don't want it to go into, like part of me was glad that he lost his memories, at the end of season ten and going into season eleven because, like it, there there was all that Lana stuff, that got wrapped up into his, you know, descent to the evil. Yeah. And I I just don't want that there. Well, the so thing I feel is, like as long as he doesn't remember that. That they don't have to go there. They don't have to touch on that. Well, in my they opinion, don't want them to. Well, and what I think about that is, I think Lana actually pushed him to becoming evil just as much as Lionel did, and his envy for Clark. Okay. So I think it's kind of needed. And that, and that was out of her anger towards Clark that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I th- I think in a way. He needs to remember that. I mean, I loved how in the finale they specifically go to the Lana stuff and erase it. 
I love that yeah. because most people don't like that plot line. But I think for Lex's personality, I think it was needed. So okay. I, mean, I, I would be okay with him remembering that and remembering him being friends with Clark, maybe just maybe Clark's face being blurry in his mind and stuff like uh, him knowing Tess and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm okay with and him killing Lionel. I think he needs to remember, but I don't, I don't think past season seven he needs to remember. So I don't think he should remember Clark's identity. I agree. Plus, that's just that's not in the Superman comic books. It's not in Superman and Clark and Lex's battle, so it shouldn't be here now. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yep. And I just I never like it when the big bad guy knows the other character's secret identity. And to be honest, I think it worked for Smallville with what they were doing. I think well, he they scored the next episode. Well, no, Lex. Well, I mean, you see season eight clone Lex, yeah. and then you see Lex in finale. And to be honest, I really like the scene between Lex and Clark in finale. I'm like, okay, Lex Luthor knowing his identity is actually okay because he respects it. And we'll leave him alone in that form from what it looks like. Right. So, I mean, I would be, I would have been fine if he would have kept his memory, but I'm glad he lost his memory of it as well. Well, it would have been kind of cheap if Lex and Clark didn't have a scene with Lex knowing everything. Because that art yeah, needed I, to be wrapped up. I agree. So, I agree. yeah. And that was a great final scene between them, too. Yeah, and that's what they needed to go for was the greatness the great scene instead of just go who are you kind of thing I think Brian took care of that well that first issue yeah uh, too yeah of Guardian yeah well yeah the first print issue yeah first print issue wasn't that the second digital issue yeah it's like a second digital okay see they all blend together to me it's like where yeah, did I... I read it where and what I do is, if I'm confused, I just say first issue, second issue by digital cover. So, like, the first three digital issues are one issue to me, just like the next three yeah. are one issue to me. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Eight. Eight, yeah, because Detective Part 4 was eight. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was confusing myself there. But should yeah. we move on to the uh, Superman fight? Yeah. Jeff and Bert. Yes. Jeff and Bert are some of the greatest inventions for the show. Brian They're... K. Miller's inventions. Yes, they are Brian K. Miller's inventions. Absolutely. I love how they had the tape <laughs> in their apartment splitting their uh splitting it in two so that each of wow. them had the side. That's so like third grade-ish. It's classic like buddy comedy stuff. No kidding. Like, Brian could write a spinoff sitcom, Jeff and Bert. <laughs> yes. And I, and I hear the theme song being what they played in the Changing Channels episode of Supernatural. Town to town. <laughs> a Retro Reviews theme song? Yes, the Retro Reviews theme song. <laughs> That's it, Michael and Wu. Got no. the live action versions of Jeff and Bert. Yes. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. Well, yeah, it, it just I love how Brian throws these fall little characters off to the side. 
Well, yeah, and he had like the he had Frank, the newsstand guy, and that was really cool. Well, you know, it's uh, Brian. I like this. It goes back to it's kind of a Shakespearean to do that. Yeah. There's always there's always a in those stories. There's always two little like funny wacky characters that witness everything from off to the side and kind of comment on it and don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like R two D two and C three PO. Uh, that's that's what he's doing with Jeff and Bert. God, I love it. I love including fun little things like that. So props to you, Brian, again. It, it was creepy how they were talking about Clark again. Like, we saw how Jeff was when he was in the Daily Planet talking about Clark, and now they're talking about him again. I'm like, okay, this is kind of not right. It's kind of like a Raj and Stuart conversation called the Big Bang Theory. About Howard. Or, yes, or about whatever. <laughs> But just in general. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. I agree with that. And I love how Clark just comes flying through his wall, through their, through their wall, and they're like, oh, hi, Superman. They don't even recognize it, that he's Clark. It's hilarious. It's how, he, I don't know. He makes the molecules on his face move fast. No. So you can't just, recognize him. That's so stupid. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> so dumb. You need to be able to see Superman's face to trust him. Sorry. Go well, maybe he moves his molecules on his face so fast you don't notice it. Yeah, that could be. Or he has that super hypnotism power. Yeah. From the Silver Age. Which you love. No, don't get me started on Silver Age. <laughs> no respect it for what it is, but it's not my cup of tea. Alright, so after that, I guess they're fighting... Clark's fighting Simon. Not Simon, Simon. Simon, yes. I love this inclusion into the Smallville universe because honestly, this is one character, one I never thought we'd ever see on this show or in the comic. Two. He's a Young Justice character. Yeah, two, he's basically a Young Justice villain. Brian's like, hey, Clark, you never guess what I want to come back. And three, I love how they tie it into Project Ares. Yes. That is awesome. Well, he kind of had like a forest field kind of thing going on anyway. Yeah. With his power. So that made sense. Because Project Ares is the whole thing with the, the West Canaan guy, right? Um, I believe so. Well, that's what's in the... Um, I'll go back to the small... Is it, is it called... Pro- it's not Prototype, is it? Yeah, Prototype. Prototype, yep. Is it that it was it that the culmination of Project Project Ares? Yeah, Project Ares ha- had to do with all the cloning and with the uh, defense contracting with the U.S. government. So yes, that would be West Keenan. That would have been that Lana clone. Yeah, uh, the Lex clones were part of that, and then they moved to Cadmus. But yes. Okay. So, so he must have been part of that somehow. He must have survived the dam. Yeah. Well, and I like how Lex doesn't know who he is. Yeah. That that's that's a good little situation. God, they kind of give Clark an indicator that, oh crap, some of this stuff from my past can still come back to haunt me. Yeah. Because I feel like Clark thinks he's at a place right now where he's like, now I'm super bad. I got Lois. All the other crap from the past is gone. 
Well, I don't know about that because he can't even be with Lois right now. Right, but but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of that stuff that bothered him earlier on in the show felt like it was kind of dealt with, and now it's kind of come back to get him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and I like it how it's making him confront his friendship with Lex. Why does he kill? Still keep him safe? Like, what's the point of that? Well, he keeps everyone safe because, like he says, it's the right thing to do. He just has to. Yeah, but it feels like he's getting challenged on it a little bit. Yes. And he needed to be. Yes. That's, that's one thing that needed to be done because he was so angry at Lex when he left. And now that's diff- it's different now. He realizes yep. the, the, the problems with his anger. But he's not been really challenged on it yet. Yeah, I agree. So that was good. How did you feel about um, Bart coming in so quick? I thought it was really cool, but I don't. He doesn't. Okay, this is this is what I'm going to say here, and I and I think I know why this was done. He doesn't look like the actor that played him. I agree, drive, but he does look like Barry Allen. I see. He has got to be Barry Allen. Yes, especially since Jay Garrick is going to come in eventually in this arc. The fact that he looks so. Much like him now, makes me feel like that this is Barry Allen. Which, by the way, I have to say, he looked very much like Barry Allen in Run, and then they did away with that with Justice and Doomsday. But we hadn't seen him really on screen since Doomsday, because Stan and right. him in Icarus, and the hood was up. Right. So we don't know the change that's been going on. So this is very logical. Yeah, it's just it seems. But why did he call himself Bart? That's what I'm confused on. Because why isn't he just Barry for the beginning? Why did he have to like do that variation on his name? I have a feeling it was because Barry was something his mother called him. Okay. And I think because maybe she died. I don't know because I think they're going to go into the origin, obviously, which I hope they do because that needs to be explained. But I think they're going to reveal that his mother died, and she was the one who would call him Barry all the time. And he knew his name, Bartholomew, is also, or Bart is also short for that. Oh, okay. And realistically, if you were living in today's day and age, if your name was Bartholomew, you would call yourself Bart and not Barry. Right. And there was nothing said about Kip being from the future or anything like that on the show, was there? He made a joke with Chloe about it back when he was hitting on her and run. That's what I remember. But he says that he got his powers in a flash of light, and that's all he says. Okay. So they're going to go into the origin. Okay. And, so I'm excited about it. I also want a little scene where it's mentioned that he flirted with Chloe. Yes. Just to get Oliver's reaction. Yes. I but think that would be say, funny. I have to say, I don't like his costume very much. I'm not fond of it. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. I understand the point, but I, I, I'm not a fan. I, I knew that, I mean, they try to make them all kind of have the same similar style. That sleek, cool look. And I think you could do but that. I don't think you need costume. it. But I don't think you need to do that anymore. No. Because Clark's costume doesn't really fit in that mold. No. You know, they, they try to say, oh, well, we and gave Aaron all, doesn't. like Aquaman and, and Cyborg and Green Arrow, all the same kind of style of costume. To give it more of a realistic look. But when they brought in people like the Legion, 
uh, not well, yeah, the Legion somewhat, and the then Legion. and then when they, well, yeah, that was traditional costumes through and through. And the JSA. And the JSA, JSA was exactly how it, their costumes. And, well, Hawkman and Star Girl. So I think you could get away with giving him the more traditional look. The only problem is, is this whole like, well, is it Barry or is it Bart Allen business? And I feel like once Brian explains that and establishes what's going on, then, then we might get an, another costume. But and I think I'm, it needs I'm... to be, it needs to be defined, who this is, before they can get the traditional, or something that's close to the traditional Flash costume, out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like you. I really think it's Barry. Yeah, I, I, th- I think ultimately it's a combination of Barry, Wally from the DC animated universe, and Bart. Right. Ultimately, but I think essentially, if you were to pick one main personality, I'd say Barry at this point, especially well, the new look. Well, I know there was some complications with getting it to be Barry back then, because obviously Barry was a dead character in the DC universe at the time when Run was on. And then you had the confusion with Rosenbaum being the Wally Rust Flash on Justice League, which just came out at that time. And DC's kind of jumpy about having different versions of the same character on different shows. And the thing is, I think because Wally doesn't exist anymore in the New 52, at least yet, I think he will, but he doesn't yet. And I think since Don't Bart... remind me, Michael. I know, I'm sorry. I think since Bart in the New 52 is so different than he is on Smallville, I think they're going to more encourage Brian to go with it being Barry. Yeah. Just because of how they want to promote not only the Flash book, but the Justice League book, which is ultimately, I think, where they're going with Smallville by bringing all these characters back. I think during the crisis, we will see the birth of the Justice League. Right. I'm excited. But I have to go back to Simon for a second because it makes me wonder, when is Megan or Miss Martian to some of you? Going to be uh, joining Connor Kent Superboy in Smallville? Oh, no. It has to happen. I don't know, Michael. I don't know. It depends on the fate of Young Justice in the next half a year. But it's such a good relationship. I know. I know. And and I agree with you. But I think it's going to depend on what they decide. Those people at Cartoon Network that aren't so bright... Cause that's just me being very nice there. It is going to do with Young Justice. Yeah, I understand. But I I would say, you know, in the comics, if Young Justice gets canceled, I, I would put them in the comics in the New 52. Just to smite them. I would, too. Because if, if this isn't DC's call, and this is, you know, Cartoon Network pulling funny business on them, then if I was Jeff Johns or whoever, I'd just be like, Okay, put them in there. Why not? And and the fan popularity of the whole relationship is crazy. So people like that relationship better than Superboy and Wonder Girl. Plus, with Superboy and or Superman, Man and Wonder Woman being together right now, you don't really need another Super Wonder couple. Yeah, you really don't. Nope. You don't need one in the first place. I yeah. I think I think the way it is now in the New Fifty Two, it would make more sense for um, Wonder Girl to be with. Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Oh, yeah. I agree. 
the way that character is set up now makes total sense. I completely agree with you. I didn't agree so much in the, the old continuity, but the new one, yes. In the old continuity, Connor and Cassie were really good for each other. They really were. Yeah. But I never cared much for Wonder Girl as a character. Right. So Donna Troy was one thing, but Cass- Cassandra Sandsmark, I just, nah. And do you think it's possible that if Effigy continues to do well, those extended uh, Smallville Universe episodes, do you think we'll see a Connor Kent version one? Possibly. I'd, I'd be up for that. Maybe a Lana Lang one, even. I know that one yeah, will... Yeah, you gotta be careful with that one, though. I know, that one will roll some eyes. I, I know. But I think you need to kind of get rid of her power set, and I think that might be the only way to do it without I, involving Clark. I think that you've got a safety net if it's an own if it's its own separate universe story. Well, it's the same universe, but its own. Plus, as much as I dug that plotline, it that Brian had nothing to do with that. I agree. I mean, let Which Brian take a stab at it. Because you need to get rid of it. You can't have her being another superhero running around out there. It just doesn't work. Can I trust Brian? I do, too. And I think Brian realized the pitfalls of the Lana arc as well. I think the entire showrunners of seasons 8 through yes. 10 did, too. Now, Brian's never going to say, you know, they had the wrong idea or anything like that. You know, he's a total professional about it. But he's going to look at it and say, okay, what didn't work here? What can be fixed? What yeah. can be added upon And he's going to look at it, look at it as... Supporting his show and improving the work that was set up before. He's not going to obliterate it and say, you know, this was garbage. I'm fixing this to get back at them for trashing my show or the earlier seasons. He's not going to do that. For trashing Stephanie Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he likes people going there anymore. But I don't think he does. He's either. not in the doghouse for that anymore. Now it's Young Justice. Yep. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see where Haunted goes. This, you know, the Batman thing was awesome, and it was cool seeing Clark uh, team up with Batman and stuff. But this feels like Smallville again, you know? Yeah. Um, that that episode was just—it felt like a really good Batman story. It felt like a, it felt like a very um, an updated Smallville story to me. It it didn't feel yeah. like classic Smallville. Which is what I think this will feel like. And, and that's fine because, I mean, as Brian said, episode two of a show in Smallville has done this. They kind of try something different. It's an experimental episode. And I think Detective worked. Yeah. Um, it used to be with Smallville in the earlier seasons. I always felt like the second episode was the one where nothing happened. Yeah. And now they're kind of doing this outside the box thing with episode two. Um, which I think they began with season eight. And I think that's more interesting. I agree. Than just doing an episode two where it was like big major stuff, you know. Uh, well, like Metallo and season. Shield were pretty big episodes right. for those seasons. Exactly. And Metallo had a different feel to it. Um, yeah. The, the the term they call it is in terms of writings is fun and games, where you know you have that's a part, very technical term parts of the story that are focused that are plot driven about pushing the story but then there's other ones where you can take the kid gloves off and just 
let the animation, the imagination run wild. And that's what um, World's Finest, or I mean, the detective was. Not World's Finest. No, not World's Finest. Brian's going to shoot me for that. But detective was, and it was a lot of fun. And that was exactly what it is. But now this is going back to what Smallville is, you know, the theme of secrets and um, the conflict with Lex and Clark and just. Right. I'm excited to go back to that. And, and that's fine. But then it's nice to know we're going to get more of the other stuff with Effigy. More fun and games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I think will do real well, especially since it's Batman, first of all, and Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. Who is a big accepted character on not only Smallville, but by the DC Universe fans in general. Yes. And I, and I would think. Um, Hence the outcry to the yes. Justice League book. But. <laughs> Not that Cyborg isn't a good Justice Leaguer. He is. He's just not supposed to be founding. It I, doesn't I, work for me. I'm curious if Phil Morris, because he is kind of a fanboy himself, is going to pick up that those comics. I'll, I'll tweet at him and say, hey, this is out. You're in it. <laughs> you want to read it? Because <laughs> he, he is so supportive of Smallville. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. he just seems to have such a good time. When he gets to be out there, his character gets to do something cool. So I'm really hoping. Yeah, that... he was he was upset he couldn't be in season ten, but he understood why they only did mentions to Martian Manhunter because it was supposed to be about Clark, and he understood that. But he was upset he couldn't be in. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping that that you know we'll get to hear a fun little shout out from him about it. So watch your twitters, guys. Yep. So are we ready to get cracking on the? The love the fest for Batman. The love fest. Uh, guys, I'm just gonna warn you that there might be some debating going on in this commentary we have this week. There might be a point where a certain scene in the movie where we may go off on a tangent. Yep. So this may just kind of turn into a discussion at some points, and not commentating, but it'll be good. It'll be fun. So I guess it's time for us to just stop giving you a disclaimer on this thing and get things rolling, huh? I don't know. We could disclaim a little more. I mean... Uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. Let's just say we didn't make this. No. <laughs> and there's a lot of debatable things about this movie. I'll explain that when we start the movie, but um, do you want to introduce what we're going to be commentating on in your announcer voice? Absolutely, Dan. We will be commentating on, starting now, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Or not. Not not really, we wish. No, Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman. Yes. And uh, just so you guys know, to line it up, we are at six minutes. Six minutes. Six seconds. (laughs) We're six minutes in. You should be be seeing a WB, Family Entertainment. Logo that's actually digitally animated. Wow, they've come a long way since Sub Zero. And And Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny should be there. With a big smile on his face and his hand raised. So I don't know why he's smiling. He's not as popular as Mickey Mouse. True, but he is. He's proud. He's he's about to start a Batman movie. That's true. I would be proud too. So we're gonna get cracking here. And if you guys are ready, three Two, one, it's time for the Batwoman. All right. 
Now, Michael, going into this movie, I was looking at this as the final episode of Batman the Animated Series. Almost kind of taking this as a uh, series finale. Okay. So I went into this movie looking at it with the thought process, how does this connect to Batman Beyond? How does this bridge the series? Right. Because, I mean, Batwoman does wear the Batman Beyond logo. Right. And some of it lined up here. Other parts left me scratching my head. I agree. First of all, the animation was a sl- slightly different. Um, the big thing was, what happened is, after this, I want to say, was it, was it the second season of Batman Beyond that um, they switched to digital? Um, I believe you're right. Is that right? Yeah. I think they switched so. To, they switched to actually editing all their episodes on the computer. So everything was computerized looking. And so that was off because Batman the Animated Series didn't use computers. Right. So this was even off from season four. Right. But again, since Batman Beyond switched mid-show... It was something Justice League started with. Yeah. That we could buy it. So that was the one little thing that's off. I'll tell you more as it comes along, but (laughs) that's where I was. Well, tell you what's wrong as it comes... Yeah. But I have a hard time figuring out how it lines up. And it's possible, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the big thing for you guys to keep in mind here was I was having also a hard time debating how this fits in the continuity, but Batman Brainiac, I mean, Superman Brainiac Attacks doesn't. Well, Superman Brainiac Attacks was never supposed to. They just used the same animation style. Yeah. Which was stupid, but whatever. It's similar. There's similarities between that movie and this one. Yeah, but that one is so bad that we're not going to cover it. Right, exactly. Because Lex Luthor is so incredibly off. At least the characters... Ooh, brain freeze. Yeah. At least the characters stay similar to who they are. Get this. Yep. Hello, Robin. Tim Drake. Yes. Good to see you as Robin again, since you haven't been for years. And I'm glad they bust out the old music. That's good. Yep. Now, what did you think of the Batwoman character and her costume and the whole deal? Oh, obviously, I grew up watching Batman Beyond a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot. Like, I watched Batman Beyond, I think, more than Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. So, my first thoughts were Batman Beyond as a woman. Because I was, I mean, I was obviously still a kid when this came out. Well, I the, thought, go ahead. I was just going to say, the first time I saw it, it really threw me off because I was like, if this happens before Batman Beyond, why is she wearing his symbol and why is her costume not like his? And I thought it was going to have some significance to all of that at Batman Beyond. Yeah, I did too. And it turns out, nope. Or at least maybe that the people that turned out to be Batwoman um, were designing design the costume or played a part in the design of the costume that Terry McGinnis wears. Which would be interesting. Yeah. They could explore that in the Batman Beyond Unlimited comic. They could, and that's very well possible that they could connect and explain this movie. 
Because they did explain Warhawk's origin in that comic recently. But I don't know if they will because this wasn't as popular. True. But it was good having scenes, having a vigilante that Batman was interested in. Getting an attraction towards. Because they kind of lost that with um, Catwoman in the fourth season. Yeah. Their relationship had gone past the point where they could ever be together in terms of the animated universe. Yep. Which was sad. So this was a recapturing of that experience. And by the way, that red lettering, I thought that had something to do with Batman Beyond as well. I agree. And not so much. And also, isn't Robin's voice in this the same guy who does him on uh, T-Titans? Um, I have to hear more of him to remember, because honestly, I don't remember. I have to hear him some more, yeah. which we will, so I'll tell you then. This opening is pretty cool, though. Yeah. They do. They did this really well. Like, it feels like a movie. It really does. God, the music's interesting. Yeah. As well. Kind of does remind me a little bit of Mask of Phantasm, music-wise. Yeah. The other thing in the mindset I had when I was watching this was how it connected to Teen Titans, because that was such a big thing. And then when Robin's voice was the same, or at least I think it was the same, guy's like, oh, that lines up too. But now I I don't think Teen Titans uh, fits within. It was never universe. supposed to. Yeah. At the time, I thought it did, and I tried to figure that out. And then I just gave up on that debate, so that was nothing. But in terms of its connection to Batman Beyond and some stuff, that was there. That kind of rang true. Yeah. Especially in the one scene that we'll talk about when it comes. Get Alan Burnett. Michael and I met him. Yes. The comic book convention. That was very cool. Kind of autograph stuff. Which, by the way, we're going again, right? I think so. We got to get tickets. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get there. (laughs) Don't want our listeners knowing what our plans are. Okay. We don't want them stalking us. Oh, he's angry. Yep. <laughs> Alfred's getting hip here. Alfred's always hip. <laughs> I like how he says Catwoman. No. Not no. Exactly. Just put <laughs> that down. We're not going over that subject, Alfred. Now, I still don't understand this Beaks place, because technically Penguin's place is the Iceberg Lounge, right? Yes. Or, or is this Thorne's place? This might be Thorne's place. Rupert Thorne, where have you been for a season or yeah. two? That was the other thing with this. I was like, you're back? What? <laughs> you haven't been on this show for a long time. Beaks bric-a-brac. I thought you went out of business. I think this is I think Penguin has multiple businesses in Gotham. And this is one of many. Now, including the iceberg. Now when this movie came out, did you ever play that little flash game they had on the Batman Mr. of the Batwoman website? Yes. With like the exploding penguins and you had to fight penguin. Yeah. 
That was so much fun. That was pretty, yeah. Like, that was awesome that was a... back when we were younger. That was huge. It was like a fighting game kind of thing. It, yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was pretty well done, if I remember right. And you fought against people with all these guns, and then you fight Penguin at the end. Yeah. It's awesome. Now, this is one of the things that threw me for a loop with this. Penguin's voice wasn't right. True. Is that the same actor? And I like the other actor better. Yes. Rupert Thorne's the same guy from the other show, though, isn't he? The water? <laughs> Love that line. So... Rupert Thorne's the same voice, isn't he? I From think earlier? so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I deal with Penguin. Like, and this is where I feel like this movie fits into the category of Brainiac's, uh, Brainiac attacks. Because it's other, it's different actors playing these characters. Well, yes, but his personality isn't very different. That's the difference. I guess so. Because Justice League was pretty consistent with keeping the same voices from Batman the Animated Series and Superman. Well, they were able to yeah. because that was a bigger thing. This was kind of its own. Like, I don't think this movie had a very big budget. No. And it kind of shows a little bit. The animation doesn't seem as quality as like Sub-Zero was. No, is that Kevin Michael Richardson? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sub-Zero went all out for what they could do for home video animation at the time. And this really doesn't. Right. Was Sub-Zero the last one we did? No, we did the Batman Superman movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that, was a, that was an episode of the TV show. Right. So that doesn't count in terms of... Well, it does because it was released. It was promoted and released right. as a movie. Cool, and we talked about that. That that those three episodes have some very very iconic images. Yes, that were used a lot on um, different previews and promos for Batman yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love how they have Batwatch. That's yeah. awesome. That should have been something that was introduced on the show. Or brought into Batman Beyond. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fat Hound. Yes. <laughs> Did you have some fun with that? That existed. Uh-oh, here it comes. The one scene. Eh. They do get a dog from the comics. Here it comes. Oh, this oh. is disturbing. Oh my gosh. He's such a creeper. This is so wrong. (laughs) 
this is so awkward. <laughs> that was so bad. And and Brian Q. Miller also admits his frustrations about this. Oh, it's painful. I'm sorry. Just it's so wrong. It's creepy. It's a college girl. Ah, uh, he's like I'm Bruce Wayne. I can hook up with college girls. I'm a pedophile. You don't have that much money. Oh, uh, just no. Uh, See, the, and that takes a lot of people out of this movie. Yeah, it just God mm. as a big fan of the character, it just makes her look degrading. It's just yeah. bad. It's it's got to be her and Nightwing. I'm sorry. I agree. It's weird. And why is this this woman right here like Felicity Smoke from Arrow? Because that's what she wants to be. Does does she remind you of her? Yes. But that's what they're going for. It's a stereotype, unfortunately. Obviously. Does, see, they could explain it that she was the designer of the advanced suit. I agree. It's very possible. And it fits so- in with the, like, um... Camouflage properties on the Batman Beyond suit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this really could be partially what it's made out of. Yep. That wouldn't shock me at all. Which is maybe why they kept the symbol the same as Batwoman's. Bruce did, I mean. Yeah. He's like, I'd rather be eating sushi with Batgirl. Oh. The worst is when he's like... His voice is so creepy in that scene, too. I know. Uh, yes. Just no. That's that's probably, like, the most uncomfortable scene I've seen Kevin Conroy perform as Batman. Yeah. And people really get mad about that relationship. It's because it's really... Odd. It doesn't work. Well, I want to ask Bruce Tim why he's into that. I don't know. Like it, it, it was funny in the Batgirl Returns episode because it was like a dream she was having, because everyone has like awkward dreams. Yeah. So I bought it, but then when they explained everything, to Batman Beyond is like what? Right. Because it's a big plot hole that they need to explain. There needs to be a why. Yeah. Out of Star Trek, I love it. (laughs) That should have been Shire Hall's voice. Yeah. She kind of looks like her. Yeah. The Beaks place is on the keychain. Yeah. I liked how they kind of just had to throw Renee Montoya out of this episode. Or this movie. Just for that new woman? Yes, yeah. But essentially, she's supposed to be like um, the Batwoman in the comics. I mean, uh, she's the closest Kathy rendition Kane. to Kane? Yeah. What Kathy Kane is in terms of the comic books. Yeah. 
but because it's Kathy Kane in this one, isn't it? That's it's, well, it's the guy's daughter, right? That's one of them. That's yeah. her name. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. We gave away the movie. Well, yeah. Sorry. It's been out long enough that you should have watched it. And if this is your first time, I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Yeah. That was clever, though. But why did the penguins explode? They're supposed to explode. Right. Because they didn't. Because she'd die. It is it's kind of a cool costume design. It is. I kind of like the flowing hair, though, but that's just me. Yeah. And I loved how they put Robin in here, too. Yep. Just By the way, that, is, that can't be the same Robin as the Teen Titans Robin. No, it's not. I thought maybe they like changed the pitch on his voice a little bit to sound younger. He's mad. Yeah. What if Robin died in the warehouse? That would blow. That would screw up Return of the Joker. That's true. You know, what would make, going back to it a little bit, what would make the Barbara thing make more sense is if it was, like, out of Batman being grift-streaking um, over what happened to Tim. And that's why they got together. But it she doesn't felt work sorry now. For him. But I know that comes out the window, but I'm saying that would have made it more acceptable to me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But now back to the real explosion at hand. <laughs> Quite literally. Yes. Oh, Kaznia again. Oh, jeez. The DC Animated Universe is a uh, safe uh, country to reference. Yeah, no kidding. Who are you? He says it, he says it to her the same way he said it to Creeper. Yeah. Gets a cool little glider she has. It's like a goblin glider. Yeah. Well, it's like a variation of the jetpack thing. That he used to use in the glider. Yeah, it's true. And didn't he learn his lesson from Man Bad about that? Yeah, no one should be able to cut his line. <laughs> Yeek. Does he just leave his lines around the city? Yeah. It'd be really convenient if he was falling from a building and he sees one of his old lines and grabs it. Yeah, maybe he does. Hey, Alfred, I need you to fly around the city. Get my lines back. <laughs> really? 
It's better when he just whacks him in the face. Yeah. In one shot. His eye thing is the best. He just squints his eyes. He just leaves. That was I just love it. Weird. Yeah. Is that where you tracked her back to? Is that what happened? Must be. Okay. It's hard to follow it. He's having a bad day. He's not very nice to his daughter. He's an angry man. They should have got Terry Crews to voice him. Yep. He kind of gives off that vibe. <laughs> if this was live action, it would be Terry Crews playing him. <laughs> Where she sleeps. I don't like it that that Batman's a creeper. In this. Well, I mean, I guess Batman's kind of supposed to be a creeper, but not like a woman creeper. He's like it's like Superman returns, but for Batman. Yeah. That makes it hard for it to fit in the continuity. <laughs> Alfred's got some good lines in this though I'll give him that yeah maybe he should just be like you know Master Bruce you're just a creeper how does Alfred not object to that weirdness he probably does <laughs> just, Rob makes, just makes me think of the Christmas episode with uh, Carly and Ivy. Yeah. Where they use Bruce Wade's credit card to buy all that stuff. <laughs> Jeez. He's got way too many women. No kidding. Because he think he is Peter Parker or what? Guess so. How's he going to explain this over spring break? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks. Gosh. Oh, that would hurt bad. Batman's turned into a Home Alone movie. No kidding. Now he's the penguin. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird how they do this movie because there's a lot of like, so much of the animated series is like Batman on the streets at night. God, there's like a lot of daytime scenes and like really different stuff. Yeah. Like this is one of the longest Bruce Wayne action scenes 
I've seen. Yeah. Next to like Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was before he became Batman. Right. You know? I mean, that was a comedic scene with Bruce Wayne. They normally don't get a lot of those. No. Or they're trying to get attacked by somebody. Kathy Duquesne. Yeah, that's right. Because I don't think they could use her real name at the time. Huh. I wonder what the names to the other two are then. I forget. We'll find out in a minute. This reminds me of the episode with Catwoman. Yeah, a little bit. With Red Claw's people when they try to drive them off the bridge. Yep. God, Alfred looked Chinese there. Yeah, a little bit. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) He likes party girls, huh? No kidding. Yeah, this is just... This is just messed up. Yeah, it really is. Bruce Wayne's love life. It should be its own TV show. Should be its own sitcom. Well, it just, I don't know. It's, it's too. It seems too happy, doesn't it? What? It seems too happy to me. Yeah. Batman love stories. It's normally like, why do you keep leaving? And he's like, I have to. Yeah. Or he's getting like yelled at because he's being a jerk. <laughs> How old is this girl? We'll say late 20s just to feel better. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I believe it. (laughs) We're just going to go with that. I mean, I get that they're trying to go for what happened in Batman Mask of the Phantasm. They're trying to recapture that. Yeah, but it's not working. No, it's it's not like a magician. It's like trying to do the same trick twice. And that doesn't work for a magician, so it's not going to work for these guys. You mean magicians can't do their own tricks more than once? Because look, look at all the similarities I've called out to all the big romance <laughs> stories they've had throughout the course of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, true. I mean, I feel like here they were at a point where they were tired and they need to take a break from the Batman animated universe and come back to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they did something now, it'd come back a lot stronger. Yeah. And they just ditched the barber thing and you're good. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to know what happened on that spring break. Well, and this movie would just be fine if they didn't even have that scene. Like, why didn't it need to be in there? I mean, was it to appease those fans that are trying to connect it to Batman Beyond? I guess. I mean, I would have much rather said, okay, this is how the suit that Terry McGinnis wears was designed. And and be done with it, not do that weird barber stuff. Yeah. 
And then who she ends up with really aggravates me. Said a lot more. <laughs> It's so funny. He's like, oh, there's just one person as the Batwoman. No. Yep. <laughs> yes, Alfred. Ching. Uh oh. <laughs> no kidding. That's too. good. Good line. I love it how he knows everything about his love life. Yep. That's kind of awkward, too. Yep. Ooh, I like the fun jazz. It's very Gothamish. Yeah. Do you see Red Dawn yet? No. You need to. That's out of place. <laughs> Good commentary. Uh, well, he, was, he said Wolverines. Ah, I see. See, Wolverines would make me think of something else. Well, Wolverine would make me think of something yeah. else, but with an S. Yeah. Do you know that was the other thing about this movie was... I was kind of disappointed that I was like, "Called oh, Penguin's the big bad guy in this? Like, Penguin yeah. just comes across as a weak villain to me. For anything other than organized crime. Yeah. Like, have you read Batman Earth 1? Isn't he, like, a a crime boss in that or something? He's the mayor. Yeah, okay. He's the Oh. It's really good. It's wacky. Whoa, hello. Yeah. Kids movie. Oh, they threw out that out the window with the scene with Barbara at the beginning. Well, I agree, but <laughs> not all kids would understand that scene. Every kid could understand that pool scene. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel bad that we're painting this movie this bad. I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. But I love this show. And I like Alan Burnett. I feel mead. I'm sorry. And there's another uncomfortable relationship. Okay. Okay. I love it. Definitely Felicity. Yes. Uh oh. Hello. Again.
formerly known as Felicity Smoke. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> she smells smoke weird, though, for her last name. S-M-O-A-K? Yeah. I don't know. It looks like Smoak. Smoak. Go Bullock. <laughs> always good on this show. Yes. You can't ruin Bullock. You can make Batman a creeper, but you can't ruin Bullock. Yes, finally, the Iceberg Lounge. Ooh. He's even got a singer, too. It's happening. It's- they should be singing the song from Batman Mask the Phantasm. I feel like she should be singing, We're the Hex Girls. We're gonna put a spell <laughs> on you. Yes. Wait, wrong Warner Brothers animated film. I would love I'd love that. <laughs> I think that's actually a popular song. That she's Yes. <laughs> Where is my super suit? Exactly. <laughs> How could he do that when he was living in the store? I don't even want to know. <laughs> no, he didn't do that in this universe. Okay. <laughs> Was that a reference back to a previous episode or no? I think so. Yeah. You know, I was going to mention real quick, I like how Batman, or Bruce Wayne, interacts with his enemies. Yes. Like that episode with the Joker where they're playing cards? Yes. That was a recapture of that moment. Bane, where's where's his mask? I like the actor that they got to play him in this. Um... His name's Hector Elizondo. He's been in a bunch of movies and stuff. He's actually on the, a show, Last Man Standing, with Tim Allen. Right now, oh, really? that's what he's doing, yeah. But he's been in a bunch of good films, and he's a really high-quality actor. So awesome cool. choice to play Bane. And he's actually um, of uh, Latin or Spanish descent, which lines up really well with Bane. Huh. Yeah. Except now Bane's somehow British, but that's just... Whatever. Yeah. You know, I never realized this, but you could actually kind of make out the personalities of who is 
Batwoman. Yes, you can. Because obviously this is the techie girl. Because she's much more kind of playful and then because using the gadgets. Yeah. Which kind of had a Spider-Man vibe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There you go, cat fight. You can't <laughs> do that with Batman. Cool. Get the sax solo? Really? Wow, what a way to keep your customers. No kidding. Oh, God, the owner just shoots a missile off. What a terrible pun. The owner shoots a missile at his own restaurant. I know. How smart is that, really? Like, I'm not going to eat there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, great publicity. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Does that, like, explode on our butt? <laughs> Isn't it awesome to have a umbrella that shoots missiles, though? It's yeah, kind of a cool idea. Awesome. How does he fit them all in there? I don't know. I'd assume like only one at a time, but guess that not. was always per that's always what's perplexes me with the Pegwood. How does he get all these things in his umbrella? I have no idea. Yeah, those are like pretty pretty large rockets. Oh, jeez! He's got a lot of rockets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he's fired off like 15. I did the fake out did get me the first time I watched this. When he saw Kathy there and another person as Batwoman. Yeah. I was like, "What? How does that work?" <laughs> the seal. Does a good little laugh. You know, the biggest problem with this in Brainiac Attacks is they have, uh, well, he's scary. Two great villains, and they're not used to the best of their ability. That, and it, it gets too goofy. The humor is yeah. a little too over the top. You know, normally when they're doing the, the, the actual TV shows, they seem to, um, be a little bit more subtle with the humor. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe that they didn't have all hands on deck with this because they were working on Justice League. You know, it was like whoever had time. So they yeah. put it together quickly. I think they did the same with the Brainiac tax, especially because Superman Returns came out that year too. Yeah. And they wanted to really market the Superman animation, the Superman live action movie, and the TV show, Smallville. Yeah. This worked. Yeah, that worked real well. That worked real well for all that stuff, right? Yeah, it did, nice? actually. Yeah. Not really in the end. Well, yeah. at the time. Yeah, I thought it did. I do like this Batwoman's backstory. Yeah. It was interesting what she went through and stuff. It's the more more fitting to Batman universe. 
kind of nuts how old Batman is then. Yeah. I think this character would have been more interesting as the main love interest, to be honest. I agree. Because, like, Batman having a relationship with a cop, that's an interesting thing. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because they're in different... They're kind of on different sides of doing things. But not really, because she's Batwoman anyway. Right. But But I'm saying for maybe someone like Scott Snyder... That might be something interested in looking, interesting in trying to do. True, true. Just throwing that out there, because he's always getting, he's always with socialite women. Why doesn't he get with someone that's got a little more of a public profession, right, or middle class profession? It's Apache Chief. Yes. No, that's Long Shadow. Long Shadow, oh gosh. It's Kevin Levin. Kevin Levin. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> It's a long time. Ooh. This sounds like a bad team drama. No kidding. Kevin. That's terrible. It is terrible. I think it would have been better without the music. Yeah. This seems too melodramatic. No one one cares about your life. This is the Joker speaking. Would that be freaky? Yeah. That's a a Mask of the Phantasm thing if I've ever seen it. She's got some moves. Yeah, way to give yourself away. Okay. Oops, someone's caught. Yep. She's angry. Yep. (laughs) 
a pretty good scene. Yeah. That would have been cool in live action. Yeah. Still gets a Felicity Smoke vibe. Yep. Her cheerful associate. She could also... She could pass as a a girl character, too, you know? She feels younger than the other two. Yeah. She's less of a Batwoman that she gets off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> People of Gotham... Oh, God, don't start that. I am a liberator. You know, I think that took the heat off of Christian Bale. Got his Batman voice now. Yeah. Do you know that? Christian Bale's like, I'm tired of being made fun of. I want you to hire someone to play Bane that does it with a weirder voice than my Batman voice. Yeah. Batman and Bane should have a, in terms of the Nolan universe, should have like a screaming contest or something. That'd be awesome. Strange voice contest. I wish he had those way with words in the um, Dark Knight Rises. It would save us a lot of time. <laughs> She's too nice. Oh, Barbara's very nice. She's fighting crime. She's a little too nice to Bruce, but that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't let that go, can I? No. No. Makes me upset. To make a house call. It's the only gripe I have against the show. Technically, you can't really even say this is the show. Well, you can. Oh, so, Michael, let me ask you this. What do you call this cave? The woman cave. The woman cave? I don't know. You can't call it the bat cave. It's taking, taking away from it. Yeah. For us. She looks pretty menacing. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. And can I tell you how glad I was to see that Bane was brought into this movie? Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, there's not going to be a cool concluding fight to this movie at all if it's just the Penguin. You just pull out a Jesus card? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. How does he not see him? Oh. 
it kind of makes sense. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's they're kind of mm-hmm. making it a little nope. bit like, like Huntress in a way. Like, oh, yeah, true. It's kind of a combination of a different bunch of different characters' backstories, is what essentially makes up the Batwoman. True. So Felicity Smoke, Kathy Kane, can Huntress. Yeah. There you go. There we go. With the little little bit of Shire at all. Throw in there. Thrown in there. And Chloe Sullivan. And Chloe Sullivan, yeah. Was it Chucky Saul? No. <laughs> yes. I also knew Andrea Beaumont. <laughs> Your mission, if you choose to accept that. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Batwoman Impossible. <laughs> Mission Batwoman. Thir- number three. You know, they should have just all three went. That would really confuse them. That would have been awesome. Okay. I was thinking they probably don't have three costumes. No, they do. Yeah, that's right. Because they're each different heights, remember? Yep. I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, me neither. You spoiled it again. (laughs) Oh, well. Sorry if you haven't seen this yet. But it's not like you won't know in the next uh, 20 minutes minutes or so. Probably less than that. Batwoman. Isn't Bane in that box? Yeah. (laughs) That's scary. Yeah. That's why they never have Batgirl fight Bane. Yeah, no kidding. Except she'd figure out how to beat him, though. She's out. Do you know that? Yeah, true. Because she's smart. (laughs) Love the old phone. Why does he work with these idiots? I don't know. As many times as they failed against Batman, you should be like, what? Why am I doing this? God, if I was, if I had any brains, I'd be like, "Why are you laughing maniacally like that? Do you have something up your sleeve?" 
art class. It's more of a vendetta against Thorn than the other. Yeah. Just because Batman's smarter than everybody. Dun 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 dun. Penguin's pretty smug there on his boat. <laughs> yep. At least it's not a giant yellow duck, thank God. Thank goodness, yeah. Yeah. They always said with the animated series they they hated how they had to do that with the penguin. Because <laughs> the first three seasons. But the they told them they had to to advertise uh Batman Returns. Right. That came out. I can't believe they didn't unmask her. That's kind of silly. No kidding. <laughs> oh, he did unmask her beforehand. <laughs> the cards. That was funny. What TV show have I heard that on before? <laughs> yep. The... Yeah. Uh-oh. Penguin's mad. Oh my gosh, Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Thorn just stands there. I love it. Doesn't the dad start fighting people? I think he so. He ends up kind of being cool after to see it. Does Venom make Bane's skin more durable, too? I don't know about that. 
Because it increases his strength, but he I would, went right I would through that glass that, with no cuts. I would assume that the muscle mass has that effect. Also, you got to remember, this is a kid's cartoon. They can't show a lot of blood. But they did it in Mass Phantasm. But that was a theatrical movie. Okay. But they show some blood in Return of the Joker. That's true. Do they show it in the regular cut, though? Um, no, I guess they don't. There you go. Why aren't they wearing their masks? That just doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. What about? You're okay. All right. It's been a while since you watched it. Yeah. But don't they get their masks taken off anyway? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really a great thing to say. Geek. Come on, Bane, leave the poor guy alone. Yeah, no. Jeez. Yeah, right. And Batman does not have anything in his utility belt. Okay. It's been that's... a while since you've seen it, Dan. I know. <laughs> Sorry. That Barbara scene made us so aggravated. We're just critical of everything. Whoops. Batman's like, oh, great. Why do I always have to leave every major encounter in an explosion? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, oh no, this must be an animated film. So it's going to be a big explosion. Did Bane kill that one guy? The dad? Yeah. No. I hope not. No, I don't think so. I think he gets arrested at the end. You'd think criminals in Gotham would learn to wear gloves. True. The Joker wears gloves. This is just like the main episode. Because that's yep. what he does to Robin. He's into that, huh? That's his thing. Guess so. Because that's what's bad. It's like... A, a lot of this is like... It's like the greatest hits. Of Batman <laughs> the Animated Series. Yep. Didn't this guy do the voice of someone else? Yeah, didn't he do Krager and Starcrossed? Yes. Yes, he is Krager. That's the one we're doing next, right? Yes. He's done a lot of voice actors. He was on Thundercats as that, that giant bird. Remember that oh, episode yeah. with the giant bird? He's done is a that lot show of canceled? It sounds like it. That sucks. IGN's got an article about it. I didn't read it. It 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 said, "Is Thundercats canceled?" Question mark. Ah. Uh. So I don't know what that means. I would say I'm assuming yes. That's a buzzkill. 
Now that they put Clone Wars on at its spot. Yeah, but that I'd won't last long anymore because of True. the Disney sale. True. So Cartoon Network really shot themselves in the foot. Well, Clone Wars is only supposed to go for five or six seasons. So maybe they worked out a deal that they have the show until it's done. Maybe. Anyhow. Here's the second explosion of this movie. Just I... jump in the boat. Don't use the ladder. Nah, it's too risky, I think. She's on fire. Maybe you should have made three utility belts. Whoops. Did she literally just drive that thing in the water? That yeah. wasn't very smart. Well, maybe it's like an airplane that can land on the water. Oh, jeez. Hello, Robin. <laughs> He's like, I want to date with you guys after that. <laughs> Look, this more creepy. Uh, uh. <laughs> the nerdy bat woman is kind of the awesome one. Yeah. She gets all the glory. Jeez. Doesn't that hurt? You would think. Like, why would you do this to yourself? I don't know. It makes him so weak in Batman Beyond. Remember? Cut out. He, well, like, needs life support. Well, this is the last time we see him, isn't it? Or is he on Justice League? Uh, I think he has a cameo. I believe he's on Justice League. Yeah. Oh, that must have hurt. Is his arm broken? I don't know. Everyone gets so psyched for a Batman Bane fight. It's like, okay. I love Batman Bane fights. But I, I like it better when he's fighting someone that's like as versatile. Because he is. That's more of his equal. Uh, uh, uh. Seriously? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, he's not that big of a jerk. She did save his life. It's true. True. Little bit of shock factor there. Not. Not as many as you wish. Oh, she doesn't even go save them. She goes after the bad guys. God, this reminds me of the end of Shadow of the Bat. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. I still think the glider idea is kind of cool. Little Green Goblin-like, but hey. 
True. Oh, good thing they're fat. <laughs> They'll float. Yeah. They could take all that good spec around. Ah, that's a good line. I'll give her that. Hasn't that thing blown up yet? <laughs> I know. Seriously. No, he's got to squish Batman's head. Why does he wait so long to punch him? I don't know. If he, if he would have just did it, would have been over with. Because he's a bad guy. He just takes forever. Unlike Malcolm Merlin, who just beats the crap out of Oliver Queen. <laughs> They needed to do that, though. I know. I agree. Because he wouldn't have been scary otherwise. Right. And I think it fixed the mom character on that show. But that's another time. <laughs> that was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. He's like, I got to get me some of this stuff. He broke it, though. Whoops. Uh, no, you can't. I saw that bridge. I'm surprised it doesn't take the bridge down. Well, no, I'm not. Uh, that bridge was probably built in like the 1800s and it was solid steel. Something crazy. That's a classic. We haven't seen the last of him if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Now he's going to go live on to live in the nursing home all old, old and decrepit. Yep. Yep. That's all what right, she to. Save him. I don't like this. Batman doesn't need saving. Just by Superman. Or any other Justice Leaguer. Or I'll accept Nightwing, too. That's because it. Nightwing's just that awesome. Or anyone in the Bat family, for that matter. Yeah. Except maybe Batgirl. As long as it's not creepy, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Wait, where's the other one? They're flying. They're like those, uh, those... What are they? Thunderbirds or Hawks or... Skyhawks. Skyhawks. Batman, Batgirl, Batwoman. What is Something it about like the city? The water? I haven't read many comics with them, so that's why I'm like... What are they? Oh, you mean the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, yeah. I thought you were referencing some 80s cartoon. Oh, well, it's kind of like that. Well, Commissioner, it looks like I'm fired. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She's like, you need to tes tend to your turn in your resignation now. <laughs> Batman, he's angry. Give Renee back her spot. <laughs> You're fired. Lights out. But there's a position at the Wayne 
corp industry building. Con conveniently. Yes. Well, I'm really Bruce w Wait, Why am I telling you this? Isn't it like broad daylight at the police station? <laughs> if everyone's just standing there and nobody's there. Even though he dumped her. She just leaves her there. Or leaves him there. <laughs> well, what does she get out of this? She loses her job. That's true. And she gets the satisfaction of putting Thorn away. Yeah. Duh. She gets a fiance. That's good. She kind of gets Batman. Hey, do you want to get married again? Rocky, Adrian. What? <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> Great, this isn't Rocky. No, Frog's idea. <laughs> I think it's weird that he's just there. To Allah. He is such a creeper in this movie. I might be dating Batgirl. But I'll date you as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that spring break's going to be a doozy. I'm going to have to explain this later. <laughs> but that's not for two weeks. Two whole weeks. Okay. <laughs> I missed you because Barbara wasn't in town for me to screw around with. <laughs> you know, I just seen it right now. Like, you know how they do those like spring break videos? Yeah. Like, uh, Kathy's like at home, like watching TV, and that's on the TV like late at night, and there he is with uh, Barbara, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> damn, boy, you didn't do that." Yeah. That should be the next DC animated film. Batman animated series. Spring break. Spring break, yes. Starring Kevin Conroy. That's pretty as awesome. Batman. Uh, uh. Kimberly Brooks as Kathy DeQuise. Duquesne. Duquesne, whatever. I don't know, I can't yeah. pronounce that. Kelly Ripa as Rocky. That's with as no in, last name. That's as that's as in Regis and Kelly. Oh, Kelly Ripa. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, nice. Kyra Spidwick as Batwoman. That was smart. The closer. Four different actresses. Kira yeah. Sardrick is the closer. David Ogan Styers as the Penguin. Kevin Michael Richardson. Who's also Carl the guy Smith. that's the voice of Abe in the first. Uh, a Hellboy. 
Oh, really? Yep. I can't pronounce that last name as Alfred. Alfred Ephraim and Ballas Jr. Tara Strong as Barbara Gordon. In the most awkward scene of the entire series. Robert Costanzo as Detective Bullock. The proud voice actor of Detective Bullock. This has got to be a popular song. It is a popular song. Is it? Yes. And I really don't want to use it for the closing because it's kind of lame. I don't know. We kind of have to. It's kind of like, yay, we got popular music in our movie. Well, we don't really have a choice. Yes. See, they weren't really involved. See? Well, Bruce Those Tim guys. wasn't. Tim wasn't. The Eric Grabdowski's good. Kredmer, Kami. They're like the guys. Kami. Glenn Murakami. Bet you never, bet you never. Oh, no. Bet you never thought we'd have Michael as well. Now we're going to get Michael's rendition of it. Well, that's how we'll fade us out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> I apologize now. This podcast has just got more awkward. Ooh, awkward, more awkward than that Barbara Bruce scene? Okay, yes. that's That was awkward. So basically, uh, what we can say, I'm breaking up. I, I can't hear you. About I'm going through a tunnel. About Batman, uh, Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman, is it's one of the most Mystery. Oh, awkward portrayals by Sherry. Awkward portrayals of Batman in the series. That's because Paul Dini was only a consultant. Yeah, this kind of is pushing it past Paul Dini's weirdness with some of those scenes. Yeah. And it was cited by even Brian Q. Miller that the scenes of this movie got kind of weird. Yes, on our last episode. Yes. Which was a teaser to this episode, in a way. Well, actually, in more ways than one. So that wraps that up. But you never want us to commentate on this again, but... Oh, that was a... I don't know. You guys You're might not have sending fun. me to the cooler. You guys might have had fun with our awkwardness. And if you agree with our awkwardness, feel free to send us an email, voicemail, or whatever you want to do. Yeah, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Do, are you are you with me on this? Some of the weirdness in this. Uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne gets around. Can likes younger women. Yes, I do. So anyway, we're gonna move on. There's a position open for you at Wayne Enterprises. I'd love to see you there. Always. So anyway, Michael, would you like to go into the closing now? Because I think we're digressing to insanity. I guess I That's could. This is... But, but I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with this voice. Kevin Connery Batman has been added to Michael's many voices. Yes. Which strange Nico out on ATA. Episode 100. <laughs> when I bad. think other people enjoyed it, but that's just me. So, what are we going to discuss next week, though, Michael? Next week we will be doing part two of Haunted, which yes. is chat, which is a uh, digital issue 26 of Smallville season 11, where we're going to cover that, and we're going to probably talk more Bart Allen, probably get some more Barry Allen stuff because Brian did say the first print issue, which is the first three digital chapters of Haunted, will reveal which 
if he's really Barry or Bart. So that'll be really interesting to see if it's next week. I would assume it is, but I don't know for sure. So hopefully we'll get to talk about that. Um, we are also going to be doing a commentary on Batman Beyond Return. No, not not yet. Actually, we're doing uh, Star- Justice League Starcross. Yes, yes, because we're going, we're going by continuity. Yep. Yeah, with the DC animated universe ones. The other ones, not so much. But right. But we're doing chronological via timeline in the DC animated universe. So that'll be our next one. That will be a really fun one, actually. Yeah, that's actually a really great episode. Because that's a big game changer for that universe. And we're going to get good Batman, not creepy Batman. Yes. Yes. Batman who is in love with Wonder Woman. And that makes more sense. Just like Tim Drake being involved with Cassandra uh, Sandsmark in the New 52. Yes. The Bats and the Wonders go together. It makes more sense. No Bats and Bats. Unless it's a bird and a bat. No super and wonder. That's just too much and kind of an oxymoron. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It took me a few seconds, but. Nice connection I, there. I, I get it. I got it. Well, if you want some more civilized podcasts and not the insanity we have here at the DC Nation yeah. podcast, you could check out our other spinoff podcasts we've got ata retro reviews which is got a hiatus maybe returning over christmas i don't know i don't know it's kind of up I in have here. no idea i don't uh, i don't think that'll return till probably the summer to be honest but anyway we have a slew of episodes for ata retro reviews that cover uh past tv shows that were either canceled or went out on their own terms so you can check out our backlog of those episodes Got our website. Also, we've got the original Across the Airwaves podcast. And, of course, that covers currently airing live-action television shows. Okay, we've got some big stuff on there. We cover Supernatural, Castle, Big Bang Theory, Modern Person Family, of Person of Interest, a lot of big titles. Revolution. So the big popular shows out there, you can check them out on there. And also, one of our favorite shows out right now... Yes, in French on the original. Sorry. KTA. So I, was, I was thinking of that last one and it was boggling my mind. No, it's Fringe, which well, is on tonight. And our other favorite show besides Fringe, um, which is the new breakout hit, Arrow, we cover it in a little bit more detail. Okay, where do we do that, Michael? Because Arrow is such a big show for us here at ATA, because we're all big DC Comics fans, we cover Arrow, my co host, Wu S. Kim, and I on Longbow Hunters, the Arrow podcast. And don't worry, guys. Dan, Nico, and Andy are all still involved in that show. They send in their voicemails explaining their thoughts of each week's episode every week. And each one of them has actually been on one or more episodes of Longbow Hunters. And actually, yes. Nico is holding the uh, holding the cake right now because he's been on two, and you and Andy have only been on one each. True. But you'll, you'll come back pretty quick once it starts back up. Yes. I, I want you for probably the fourth or fifth one in exciting so i can't wait for that but um yeah guys go check that out uh dan and i actually did an interview with producer of the show or executive producer and creator of the show mark guggenheim a while back which is a 20 minute long interview but it explains in detail some of um what their thoughts were going into the series and um we might have a surprising dc comics guest coming on the show with Wu and i at some point Ooh. in the near future so dan i'll talk to you more about that but um 
yeah, we're very excited that he reached out to us. So very cool and look forward to that. But if you guys also want to check out some more cool interviews, check out the ones we've had here on DC Nation. Dan and I have interviewed uh, Brian Q. Miller three times now and Giancarlo Volpe, producer of Green Lantern the Animated Series, who was really fun to talk with. And hopefully we'll get back soon. Yes, most definitely. I, I hope we can work that out with them. Hope we could get a little more time with him. We'll see. Yeah, that would be that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing if we could. But again, he's a busy man, so we understand. Absolutely, but also, he he loves his fans. Also, if you guys would like to be a part of our show in any way possible, um, you can contact us, and you can do that by visiting our website at www.acrosstheairways.com, and there you can send us an email to our address at across the airwaves at gmail.com again that's across the airwaves at gmail.com you can also click the like button on our page to access our facebook and through accessing our facebook you can stay updated on our podcast releases and also keep an eye out on all the movie and tv news that my original ata co-host nico finds out during the week so you can get all that stuff there can also, you can find the same information on our Twitter, and our Twitter is Across Airwaves. There's no the there, it's just Across Airwaves. And you can also follow our circle on Google+. Also, if you'd like, it, you can follow after what Wu is doing on the original ATA, we really appreciate. You can leave us a voicemail, which we'll play on air if you want us to. Um, you just need to specify in the voicemail. Okay, what number can they call to do that, Michael? One seven seven three. 809-3363. That is 1773-809-3363. Call now. And also, if you'd like, you could check out our YouTube channel, which features all sorts of previews and promos for upcoming TV shows and movies, including Man of Steel, Skyfall, and we're going to try to also add the trailers for um, Star Trek Into Darkness and The Lone Ranger. That's our ATA page. I haven't done that yet, but I need to get on that. So they should be there. Is the Man of Steel trailer out there? Release. I think the first one is I need to make sure that the second one's up. Okay. So by the time this is released, it will be probably. Yeah, it should be, most likely. And also, to get you in the spirit of DC Nation and returning in January, you could check out a whole playlist filled with all of the DC Nation shorts that were aired during DC Nation when it was going on on Cartoon Network. Also, if you don't want to go back to this podcast to listen to all the ways you can contact us, you can download our Podcast Box app, which will let you download podcast episodes and communicate with our podcast all through your iPhone or iPad. And you can get all that same stuff by downloading our Android app. So if you're on an Android phone, you can download that to uh, keep in touch with our podcast and get episodes so you can listen to them on your phone. And don't forget to visit our site, acrosstheairways.com slash DC Nation podcast for all the latest DC Nation episodes. And also you can check out our ATA forum where you can discuss everything DC Nation on um, our ATA website. Yeah, yes. And we're, getting, we're looking for people to join that and be a part of that. So if you guys can, get on there, um, get discussions going. We'd love to get that part going to get site visitors. So if I've you do that, we'd love it. 
I've currently have two posts up there, one about the Star Trek in the Darkness trailer and then the other about the latest Man of Steel poster that came out last week. So go check that out, guys, and comment on what you thought about them and respond to my posts. And I'm also hard at work in the process of updating our blog. So you'll be able to add YouTube videos and pictures and other stuff to that. That's not ready yet, but I'm going to get it there very, very soon. Awesome. So with that, once again, for Michael's ATA Retro Reviews co-host, Boo Kim, goodbye original ATA co-host, Nico Reifstack, and Andy Babak, I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Michael J. Petty. And until our next episode, we will catch you on the airwaves. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this movie and got a good laugh. Got a goofing around about it. And keep reading Smallville. Yes. Because that was a great discussion. Yes, it was. That was a great discussion, actually. I think one of our best on that show. So we'll see you guys. Have a great week. Now return to our regularly scheduled program.